Hey friend, are you looking to start a fun business on the side, but don't know where or how to get started? Are you in direct sales, network marketing, or social retail and looking for tangible ways to scale your business? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Socially Selling Podcast with me, Becky Baxter. I was a teacher by trade turned entrepreneur. I am a mompreneur who has invested time, energy, and resources into growing a multi-million dollar business, all while playing the role of wife, mama, leader, friend, and CEO. I will share tangible tips, hacks, and raw moments that have led to my continued success. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of these real-life messy moments that have created incredible magic and changed the trajectory of my life. Let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast episode. I am semi-excited about the topic this week. And the reason I say that is because I think we would all be pretty devastated if social media were to go away. And so I feel like, well, first of all, the, my show title of my podcast is Socially Selling with Becky Baxter, right? And so it's all about the concept of selling something, whether it's your brand, your business, your, you know, services, whatever it is, a product basically focused on selling on social media, right? And you know, it goes so much more into other things than just sales, but I really wanted to share some advice on this concept of what if not necessarily just all of social media went away, but also like, you know, what if your accounts were shut down or what would happen if you were put, you know, in Facebook jail or if you um, lost all of your content one day, all of a sudden, or, um, you know, your account was hacked, you know? So it's just like thinking about that concept of a backup plan. And, you know, many of us usually have one platform that I think we share the majority of our content on. Um, The bulk of what we do is on that platform. And so just as an example, I'll look back over my journey and evolution of, you know, stepping into this concept of social selling, right? And so I guess, I don't even know of, of course, I signed up to um, be on Facebook when I was in college. Okay, so back like, you know, 2005, 2006, (laughs) around that time was when I think the concept of social media really Um, came into play. Of course, I had like a MySpace in high school or middle school. And, you know, I got on AOL, Instant Messenger and all that kind of stuff. But none of that was really super impactful on my life until Facebook came into play. And so what has been so cool was to see the evolution of social media and how people are showing up, what it has looked like, right? From the very beginning when people would like poke each other and just send messages to eventually, and oh, and like posting a status, right? Like who cares if you're like in the cafeteria eating a hamburger, right? Like it was just kind of like funny if you look back on the start of it. 
Um, and eventually like sharing pictures and then video and then now like stories and reels and just all these different things. Right. And it's the same thing with, if you look at other platforms like TikTok, even now is, um, you know, you can post like 10 minute videos, right. Or you can go live when initially it was just this short form video platform. And, um, you know, Instagram even initially just pictures and then people started posting longer captions with it. And then, you know, they added video and stories and now reels and right. So it's like all of these platforms have kind of had this evolution and it's been really cool to see how people have used and leveraged um, social media to grow a business, to grow their audience. Even people who have a brick and mortar you know, store are leveraging social media to kind of get their brand out there and awareness, right? I've seen realtors have, you know, sell homes in just a, an hour or two because they shared a post on social media and someone saw it, they wanted to come see the house and then boom, the home was sold, right? When maybe that person would not have known about this home coming on the market, right? Um, and so it just shows the power and the opportunity that we have. But here's something that we all need to recognize. We do not own any of these platforms, right? Like I don't own Facebook. I don't own Instagram. I don't own TikTok, all of that kind of stuff. And so, you know, there are lots of different ways to run a business on these platforms. And that's not what I'm talking about today. But what I do want to share with you today is the concept of having a backup plan. And so I'm just going to give you a couple of suggestions on things to consider. I don't think any one of them is something that you're going to have, or well, let me rephrase that. I don't think you necessarily have to do all of these immediately, but I do think that this is something you need to be thinking about. Okay. So the first thing I would consider is since the majority of you are in network marketing, right? Uh, direct sales um, that are listening to this podcast episode, I would encourage you to more than anything, make sure you're collecting emails. So most of us, the majority of us are, um, you know, a part of a company that collects emails as people are placing their orders. But are you consistently exporting those emails? Or do you have a way to, um, you know, have people opt in on your own website or even your own, um, I guess, way of collecting emails like through Flowdesk or MailChimp or anything like that. Um, and so the reason I say that, right, is because let's just hypothetically say that all of a sudden one day you wake up and someone has hacked your Instagram account and, you know, your Facebook was like put on Facebook jail or something, right? And so your primary way of staying in front of people has up until this point been social media. And yeah, you probably have a general idea of like who you can connect with that were like your hot leads. At least I hope you were tracking that. But at the end of the day, you, that's it, right? Like you don't have, um, you know, a way to connect with people other than just like picking up the phone or sending a message. But if you are consistently sending out some kind of weekly email to your customers, they're already trained to continue to receive that. Right. And so some things you can do with that email and to get off of social media on occasion is to leverage things like Zoom. 
right? Where you invite them to a masterclass or a a pop-up training or, you know, providing some kind of value, whether it's like some kind of virtual type party or a cooking class or a workout session or a health event, right? Whatever it is, you can email your customers or anyone that has ever either engaged in business with you, purchased from you, worked with you, been a client or whatever, right? You can email all of these people and invite them to something and basically market to your audience without having to use social media, okay? So that's the first suggestion is to be collecting emails. And again, I'm not gonna go on super far into each of these things that I'm suggesting, suggesting, but I would encourage you to start doing them. And as time goes on, you'll learn better ways and more ways to leverage these opportunities, okay? So like, Initially, you may just be like, I'm just going to send out something like once or twice a month in the beginning, um, some kind of email content. And there's a lot of platforms out there that you can use for free, like MailChimp and all that. So, and I know there are some companies that, you know, will do it for you, but I would encourage you to go in and personalize the email yourself so that it doesn't just look like what every other person is sending out. Um, And as time goes on, like I was saying, you'll get better at it. All right. So the other idea that um, has been useful for me is um, using a texting service. So something like Project Broadcast, or I know there are others out there, but personally, that is what I have experience with. Um, But I love Project Broadcast for a lot of different reasons. I leverage this and I probably will have to do another episode on this. you know, how to use it in your personal business, because I use it for like onboarding and you can use it to send out messages to your team or, you know, your leadership team or reminders. You can also send it out to your customers. You know, there's like, it's basically a texting service. And one of the reasons why I think this would be so great for you to, um, you know, opt into is, um, you know, and it's not very expensive, by the way, I think it like starts at like $15 a month or something. But that way you can send out a lot of messages at once without having to sit there and message over and over and over. And, you know, again, if something were to happen to social media, you would have a way to connect with your customers, a way to still provide value. I mean, I even get messages from different, you know, things that I've opted into that are like, you know, just different marketing things. Of course, like I've had like Sonic text messages before or like a boutique that I love, like a coupon code. And there's nothing wrong with that kind of thing. But I've even gotten messages from, you know, Kayla Craft, who she has the Mommy Millionaire podcast. I love her. I've been through a couple of her trainings. And, you know, she sent the other day, like a message with a video attached of her like talking to, you know, people like, you know, like as if you're like having this conversation with her. Right. And so it's like, that's, there's so many different things that you can do with this. And a lot of people in general are more willing to check their text messages than they are more likely to be on Facebook or respond to you on Facebook. But if they see the text, they're going to open it up. They're going to be like, Oh, what's going on? Like, who is this person? Right. And so we're not just going to like spam people (laughs) using anything, right? We don't want to spam people no matter what we do, but it's just another way to connect and to communicate. And you can still provide value. You can still share things and people can opt out of it. They can just respond, stop if they don't want to receive the messages anymore. And if that happens, 
oh, well, right? They were not interested in what you had to offer. And that way you can move on to finding other people who are. Um, a couple of other ideas that you are kind of outside of the box might be creating your own website or blog. That way you can share about your products and then leveraging things like Pinterest to um, pin the blog posts and content. And then that way too, it's going to get in front of people's you know eyes that maybe you would have never even seen on social media right and so you know pinterest is a literally a searchable platform like people go on there to search for content they're there for a reason they're there to buy they're there to get ideas they're there to um, you know, they're usually there to collect ideas and save so that either later they can come back to it or they're there because they're ready to purchase something and they want, you know, they're shopping, they're looking for suggestions, right? And so that I know is not the norm, but I think just having some kind of something in your back pocket in case anything were to happen, um, you know, like even if you were, let's just say, you know, you're in a, oh, I don't know, skincare or wellness or something, you know, you don't have to necessarily do a blog post about products every single time, right? You can do things that you would provide value just like you would on social media, right? And a lot of the content that you're sharing on social media, you can use for blog posts, or you can take vice versa, right? Like create a blog post where you're providing a lot of value and education. And then maybe at the end, you're pitching your products, well, it can be the same thing, right? Like in your, um, you can break up a blog post into like three or four different social media posts or even into a carousel post or anything like that so that you're still using the same amount of effort, but you're able to repurpose that content to serve better and to just have as a backup plan. So you're still able to provide value, connect with people and get in front of people that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise. So I know that there are so many different things out there that um, we can be leveraging and using. And I would love to know what is something that you do? Are you, um, you know, do you have a blog? Do you have a website? Do you have, I don't know, I'm just like a third party service or posting service or, or not posting service, a third party like texting service? Or is there a way or is there something that you have found to be helpful in, you know, just giving you a backup plan, something that helps you support your business, provide value, but also gives you that opportunity to still connect with your customers if something were to happen. I would love to know. Send me a message on Instagram at Becky.Baxter or a message on Facebook. I would love to hear kind of like what are some of your thoughts on this concept of if social media was to go away, right? I mean, we never want that to happen because so many of us love it and are leveraging it and running a business. But reality is we do not own those platforms. So are you prepared if something were to happen? I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening to my podcast today. One way to spread the word and share what you've learned today with others is just to simply take a screenshot, post it on your social platforms, and don't forget to tag me. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star review on whatever platform that you're listening to this episode on. As always, I appreciate your love, support, and encouragement. I'm cheering you on, friend.